Hello and welcome to Leading Digital Transformation with Rob Llewellyn and the Digital Transformation People. In this podcast series, Rob interviews experienced practitioners, authors and thought leaders whose stories and experiences provide valuable insights for digital transformation success. Hi, it's Rob Llewellyn here and welcome to another episode of Leading Digital Transformation. Today, I'm going to be talking with Doyle Bula. He's the CEO of Department Digital. He's a best-selling author, speaker, and digital business thought leader who specializes in strategic digital marketing and digital business transformation. Now, at the intersection of innovation and digital strategy, he's best known for effectively connecting business leaders and their prime business to their entire digital ecosystem to help them build a remarkable, profitable digital business and future-proof and leverage their digital assets with their unique audience. He also hosts the popular podcast, Breaking Digital, and I'll include a link to that in the show notes. And that's where he interviews digital influencers from around the world, discussing digital leadership, innovation, and disruption across a range of digital business and online channel topics. Now, without further ado, let's jump into the interview with Doyle. Doyle, welcome. (laughs) Thank you, Rob. (laughs) How are you? (laughs) I'm very good, thanks. Listen, Doyle, I've got a lot I want to ask you today, but first of all, I understand, I know that you published a book called Unleash Your Remarkable Brand Value, Influence and Authority. Tell us, without spoiling what you're going to tell us about later on, tell us about the book and why you wrote it, Doyle. Well, it's actually, um, I guess it goes back quite a number of years, but it's actually called Breakthrough. And then the subtitle is Unleash Your Remarkable Brand Value, Influence and Authority. But that's sort of where we started. And it comes from my experiences developing a a business, a startup e-commerce business out of Canada. And we spent like, honestly, a, you know, a tremendous amount of money. It was a startup. So we were, you know, financed privately and that sort of thing. And we spent about 300 grand on this website to build this fantastic digital design studio, similar to what you might find in Canva today. But this was back in 2004, 2005. And it was really interesting because we had sort of the technical side of it was like just absolutely amazing. We could print anywhere around the world. We could create these products. We could design. Our customers could design them with any number of pictures and images and graphics and that sort of thing, which is fantastic. It was a great technical solution, but it wasn't a business solution. And there was sort of, you know, how do we actually convert that that technical side of things with sort of the business side? Right. So how do we actually build a business based upon that? And sort of that was obviously, you know, the trials and tribulations of a business type thing. But that was sort of the main driving force. And then as I got more into digital, it was deciding, okay, well, how can we actually use strategies that work for businesses? Because there's a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of clutter. There's a lot of stuff that just doesn't make sense. And and businesses really feel quite overwhelmed a lot. And so I just really want to simplify and say, okay, what process can we use? I mean, part of my background is actually engineering and a a former military pilot as well. So we, you know, you're very process oriented. So I want to see how could we actually make and build a process within the whole digital industry type thing and, and making sure that we could use it to grow a business as well. Doyle, you touched on strategy then. Why is digital strategy important for transformation? 
Well, otherwise, if you don't have a clear digital strategy, you're actually, you know, almost shooting yourself in the foot because you'll kind of, you wander a little bit and you're, you know, flying by the seat of the pants as, as the expression goes. So, but without a real strategy, you have no idea to be able to sort of understand what's coming and how you're going to deal with it. And it's not really related to, you know, if Facebook stops publishing your articles or stuff like that. As a digital strategy is really more profound than that. It's more of a foundation to say, this is what our business is about. And this is how we leverage the digital technologies. And this is how we leverage, you know, humans within that digital technology. So for transformation, if you really want to succeed at transformation, you need to have a core digital strategy, a core digital foundation that actually carries that through. Otherwise, you'll be wandering for quite some time. I don't know if uh, there's a quick little story. I don't know if you have time for it, but is it okay? Or Absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, one of the things is in relation to strategy and transformation, a thing that piece that comes up quite a lot is, you know, finding that direction and making sure that it synchronizes with the technology and the human side as well. And one of sort of the rules of thumb that we had in flying was basically for every 60 miles that you move forward, if you're one degree off of course, you'll actually be a mile off of your target, right? So if you imagine, you know, going forward 60 miles, if you're one degree off, you're one mile off your target to the side kind of thing. And when you think about it, like one degree is, it's not a lot, right? But there is a huge difference here between degrees and percentages. In this case, I'm talking specifically degrees, right? So anyway, if you travel between, you know, short distances, you know, Perth to Market River or wherever the case may be, Barcelona to London, it's not that far. So you might be a little bit off course. But if you're going on a long journey, like across Australia, across the United States, across Canada, that degree of error is actually very significant over time, so big that in effect, you really won't get to your destination. So having a digital strategy really keeps you within that one degree. So it allows you to correct, it allows you to see what's working, what's not, it allows you to build that foundation that's so important to for any transformation project and to grow the business as well. I love the analogy of the being off course there, Doyle. You know, you've mentioned that digital strategy is important, but of course, the $64 million question is, how do you build one and what's important? <laughs> well, the way that I sort of created one is looking at the process and the frameworks that kind of tie everything together and what are the sort of the key elements needed. But fundamentally, I mean, there, there's multiple levels here, basically. But the first level of sort of a digital strategy is just sort of understanding your why, like your purpose, what what are you really doing in this space? And why are you doing it? And that sort of thing. And it really comes fundamentally down to just sort of understanding of, you know, what is your business about? So whether it's about entertainment, you know, instant gratification, personalization, or whatever the case may be, you have to really sort of define that in a sense that makes sense for you, as well as your audience as well. And in terms of sort of putting all the digital elements as well, so digital strategy is obviously the starting point. But some of the other points that are super critical as well to sort of defining your process and defining your digital strategy is actually looking at what I call the breakthrough framework, right, which is seven steps. So the first one is developing your digital strategy. The second one is developing your content, right, having a clear content plan. The third one is developing your social and selling. 
and sharing. The fourth one is developing your branding, your videos, your visuals, that sort of thing. The fifth one is developing what I call website alignment, making sure that your web corresponds to your strategy. The sixth one is developing campaigns in an actual selling process. A lot of businesses to this day don't even have a selling process. And then the last one that kind of ties it all together is making sure that you're using advertising and analytics and dashboards to be able to sustain and grow the business as well. So when you put all these pieces together, that's sort of what you can present as your digital strategy. That's what you can present as sort of your digital workflow for transformation projects, because it gives you something to measure yourself against. You can actually see where you are along those core steps. Doyle, you mentioned a a number of pieces there, which are important. You know, when you go in and out of organizations, what's your observation of, you know, the things that are missing in businesses when it comes to growth and transformation? Well, number one is they don't have a strategy, right? They haven't defined that why. They haven't defined, you know, what it is that they're trying to do. What value are they going to deliver to their customer? And one of the other important things that makes it sort of a long-term game or long-term business is, is delivering that value over time. It's going to change over time, right? Your value that you deliver now is not the same as the value you're going to deliver tomorrow or next year. And so a foundational strategy really sort of takes that into account. So when you're doing a a transformation project, you're actually able to navigate that. And again, that comes down to, you know, that one degree that I spoke of earlier, it gives you the framework, it gives you the box to work within. So honestly, that's the biggest mistake I see is that businesses haven't planned this out. They haven't sat down, you know, do a little insights into the business and ask some pretty deep questions about the business and the value and the time. And then that becomes your foundation. And then you can actually grow from that. The second thing that businesses are missing is they don't have a very clear and defined sales process. They just kind of expect the customer to buy from them. And whether it's retail or business to business or whatever the case may be, it's pretty much the same. The structure, and you can see that in the structure of most digital platforms, most websites, other than obviously if you're an e-commerce play, then they kind of have that set up. But a lot of sort of the more, the less product type focused businesses really kind of miss that whole sales process, which means they're missing out on customers. So you mentioned something really important there, that sales process, Doyle. And, you know, it's not, you know, for these large established organizations, they're not used to having that. And to undergo transformation and introduce that kind of process into their business, you know, that's a big shift for them. And, you know, for a lot of people working in the organization, it's something very new. And a lot of people will have doubts about doing that, about changing the ways that they've been working. So how do you go about earning the trust of, you know, the workforce and the executives and all of the people that will play a role in that transformational shift? I think that that's, you know, a very deep question and a lot of businesses you know come up against that and go well how do we actually do that and and there is obviously a lot to be said about a change management really fundamentally a transformational project is a change management project because you're dealing with you know operations you're dealing with you know sales you're dealing with marketing you're dealing with human resources and that sort of thing so it's really 
it's how do you actually change that business? And what I've sort of set back in terms of, you know, I've done a lot of continuous improvement type projects over the years in my engineering career and whatnot. And it really comes down to, again, understanding the foundation and the process that you're building. And, and that's what I tried to build into this, the transformational process that I've developed is that how do we actually align the whole organization with that? And that's really why it comes down to strategy first. It's like, okay, that's the starting point. And this is where you can actually get everybody involved, all the stakeholders, the customer, you know, the consultants or whatever the case may be. And if you're able to draw out a clear strategy, you've pulled the people together at the beginning. And then obviously it to take it does take that change management process to continue. But again, using sort of the breakthrough strategy that I have, that's sort of the pieces that you can then advance from. So start with the strategy, move to the content, move to the social and sharing, move to the uh, branding, move to the website, move to the uh, selling process, and then move to the advertising. Doyle, what elements are there in digital that are contributors to global disorder? <laughs> There's actually quite a few. I was in a on a panel on the um, FDI, the financial direct investment around the world. And it was actually a nice little panel with Richard Quest from CNN. And we didn't actually get to talk about all the issues, but there were quite a few. And, and we, you know, any transformation project has to look at those, you know, what is causing some global disorder? Is your business going to be able to understand how to survive and that sort of thing? And, and those are really key to be able to see this. And, and I guess just before I talk a little bit more about that, you know, understanding this is what I call digital genius is that you have to be able to develop these skills that are important to understand how all these pieces of digital and transformation are fitting together. Because if you don't, as the business leader, guess what, any transformation project that you do do might not meet with that success or even just, you know, the never ending incoming future type thing. So it's really important to understand that we have to develop these skills within the leadership, within the operations, within marketing as well. So it's not something that you can just say, oh, well, let's do digital. Let's, you know, we have to decide, okay, well, what are the factors affecting the business? What are the factors that are working for us or working against us? And, you know, what's the whole digital environment looking like? So that's one side. In terms of, you know, what's contributing to global disorder, there, there's a lot of stuff and a lot of what we've seen is, really using social media as more of a weapon type thing. The whole Cambridge Analytics stuff that's been coming out, The Great Hack, have you seen that that recent uh, Netflix movie? I watched it just two nights ago. Excellent. So yeah. eye-opening it was. Shocking. Yeah. And we really need to understand how do we actually, not necessarily control the data, but making sure that we understand what it's actually being used for. And I think one of the biggest misconceptions right now at this point in time is that most people, when you say personal data, you know, what are they really thinking? It's not, it's not sort of tracking your behaviors. It's phone number, email, you know, it's, it's more simplistic. So I don't really feel that a lot of people actually understand what personal data is. And maybe that's a terminology thing. I'm not sure, but you know, we have to be able to understand how it's being used. So then we can understand how to manage it properly as well. So that's a huge issue. Combating spread of fake news. I mean, we've sort of seen how all these things are tied together. And, and what do they call the people that they were looking for? Persuadables, right? That's right. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's more of it's, you know, that's using it for evil, using digital for evil is finding the persuadables, those people who might be able to be turned, not turned, but, you know, influenced, negatively influenced kind of thing. So it's really important that we do understand, you know, where do we with our own behaviors fit into that as well. And the last one was privacy as well as making sure that we kind of tie these together with, you know what, if we expect a certain level of privacy, that's good. But at the same time, you know, digital does make our lives easier, but we, so we really have to sort of manage these different aspects as well. So those were some of the issues. I mean, there were some of the trends as well that, that we spoke about that are up and coming. So that are going to affect transformation. So I don't know if, you know, you want to talk about those as well or. Well, Doc, I just want to touch, well, go back to the hack. I mean, particularly because it's so recently released. And, you know, I think, you know, we all have notions about data privacy and, and you know, we've yeah. heard about how powerful social media will become. But it's only when you watch a documentary like The Hack, where people reveal to you the power of social media and what it really can do. I was blown away, you know, in terms of what I learned on that show. Yeah, I, I was too. Like, and that was sort of what my main interpretation of it was that I don't feel that people actually understand that the data that they're using is not sort of the technical data. It's more following your behaviors. It's more, you know, understanding that you can click here or, and then they said that they had like 5,000 data points. And again, it's behavior based. So there's no way to really fake it kind of thing. This is real stuff. So if you, you know, you're going to act in a certain way and that's, you know, fundamentally how it is, because that's just who you are. But the fact is that they can then use these 5,000, 2,000, whatever data points to be able to almost predict your behavior. And then they can, you know, provide information that fits with what you're looking for or what you feel that you're looking for. So it obviously can be used for nefarious purposes type things. So we have to be really careful. You don't want to sort of throttle that back. You just have to understand it because we obviously have created digital to allow for that extra level of business and interactions and social and that sort of thing. So it's obviously very important, but you know what, how do we actually use that for good as well? And, and that's what I think is really important. How can we sort of make that shift to something that actually works better for us? You know, for our listeners, Doll, we've just been talking about a documentary called The Hack, or Hack, I'm not sure. Great, great came, hack, I think. The Great Hack, is it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it came out on Netflix just recently. Yeah. I watched it a couple of nights ago. I'm going to include a link to it in the show notes if anybody listening wants to take a look at that. It's really well worth sitting down and watching, in my view. Yeah, and that's actually interesting because those were, like, I actually came across Cambridge Analytica, and I actually I had put in a request on LinkedIn to Alexander Nix in like February of 2017, just to connect with him because I'd read this story and it hadn't gone that far where it was like, oh, Facebook is using their data illegally and the Russians are using it and all that. But I thought it was actually quite fascinating. And I, there was this article that was published about Cambridge Analytical again before everything blew out of proportions in terms of what they were doing and how they're doing it. So, you know, I obviously didn't fully understand the story, but I just thought it was a fascinating look at behavioral psychographic marketing for this whole concept of essentially transformation, right? They wanted to push that, the political campaigns in a certain direction, 
by putting those pieces in place. So yeah, fascinating. Anyway, I was going through my notes going, hey, you know what? I think I remember putting in a LinkedIn friend contact request with Alexander Nix and sure enough, it pulled up uh, in the notes. So it was quite uh, interesting. <laughs> Doyle, I'd like to go back to growth strategies and maybe you can elaborate on how businesses can create effective growth strategies. Creating a growth strategy really, I guess fundamentally, I'll, I'll go back to sort of the baseline, the foundation as well. And you're not going to grow or you'll grow sporadically if you just kind of do the seat of the pants. So oh, let's, you know, try this, let's do that kind of thing. So again, growth has to be, you have to create the definition for it. You have to create the strategy behind it as well, because otherwise, you know what, you don't really understand that reason why you're doing this. It might just be, hey, because the boss said, well, let's spend some you know, money over here on this campaign or that sort of thing. So there's no real structure. So you don't really know then if you've succeeded or if you've failed or if you've you know, kind of alighted to something new and different or that sort of thing. So it can be quite disorganized. It can be quite chaotic as well. So I think fundamentally for growth, you need to look at how do we actually achieve this growth and how are we going to put these pieces in place? So again, it's a puzzle. And I'll, I'll again go back to the, you know, that, that breakthrough model that I use is this is sort of the structure that helps you organize it so that it is easier so that you can assign the resources, you know where those resources are going, you know what you're targeting, you know what you have to change, you know what you have to adjust as well. Because again, it becomes part of a, a workflow. And, and if you're actually able to, to understand those pieces, then you can assign the resources to it. You don't have to be scattered all over the place going, oh, well, we need these web developers or these technology integrators. It's like, okay, well, that's part of website alignment. This is what we need to work on. So let's put somebody in charge of that. And then that's, that's sort of their mandate. And then they can manage it from there. Otherwise, again, it becomes, you've got all these feedback loops coming from absolutely every direction. Like if you can imagine a digital transformation project can be absolutely massive in scale and scope. So how do you narrow that down? Well, you create a model, you use a model that kind of guides you through these steps as well. And then you can measure it and you can see, you can see, okay, well, what is the level of competence right now? Let's do an analysis. You go through the process, you come back, okay, let's see what the analysis tells us now. Have we actually improved or have we been spinning our wheels? And it gives you a sort of a really good planning. Again, a foundation, that's really fundamentally where it needs to start. Doyle, of course, most people listening to this will appreciate that there are many different components and contributors to transformation. I just want to pick on one, and that's SEO, search engine optimization. How is traditional SEO evolving and what businesses need to do? I think, honestly, if you look at sort of the convergence of machine learning or artificial intelligence and that sort of thing, and you look at sort of what is required of your traditional SEO, you can really sort of see these, or I can see these merging points, right? Where 90% of SEO, quite honestly, is just techno mumbo jumbo that guess what? The computers can do, you can get software that does it for you. So, which is fine, but you're left with this, you know, 10%, 15, maybe 20% of how do people find you? You know, how do you get involved in the process? And, and to me, I see that as, you know, creating more of a digital story and putting the tools in place to, to create that digital storytelling as well. 
And that is really where I see SEO evolving is from that simple technical stuff that, oh, and you need these number of keywords, you need this link, you need this piece on your web copy which is all fine and dandy, but guess what? That's going to be automated. So personally, I think that, you know, the um, SEO as sort of the technical technician type uh, position is going to disappear and it's going to be fundamentally, how can a business actually tell a story, you know, and there's a whole avenue of, of that involved in it as well. I, I talk a lot about that in terms of digital storytelling, you know, what pieces do you need? You know, how do you make your customer the hero of the story? How do you take them along on a journey? How do you, you know, show them the pathway that will help them solve their problems? Because at the end of the day, that's fundamentally what you're doing is how can you actually take your customer along a pathway, along a journey to solve their challenges, to solve their pain, to solve their problems as well. And that to me is that sort of digital storytelling that moves it beyond just the technical aspects of SEO, which pretty much anybody can do. It's going to be 100% automated for that side of things. So what we're left with, you know, like I said, 10, 20%, we have to be able to develop the ability to tell a story using our digital platforms. Doll, we're going to have to wrap it up there. But listen, before we go, in addition to people getting hold of a copy of your book, which I'll repeat correctly this time, which is Breakthrough, Unleash Your Remarkable Brand Value, Influence and Authority at www.breakthrough.digital. We'll include a link to that in the show notes of this podcast. Where can people go to learn more about the kind of stuff you've been talking to us about today? You can actually, yeah, I mean, obviously the book site is a good place. Um, breakthrough.digital. You can also go th- to the Department of Digital, DEPT.digital, DEP.digital as well. And that sort of lays out the transformation framework as well. So it's a good starting point to sort of see where you fit within things. If you want to sort of measure where your digital genius is, you can go to leadership.digital. And, and it's a tool that allows you to, to calibrate and measure that, that baseline uh, of where you are along that transformation journey. So... Doyle, fascinating speaking with you today, and thank you so much for your time. No, well, thank you, Rob. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Leading Digital Transformation with Rob Llewellyn and the Digital Transformation People. Visit thedigitaltransformationpeople.com to secure the knowledge, talent, and services you need for digital transformation success. To continue your journey as a certified transformation professional, visit robluellen.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Twitter at the Digital TP and at Robert Llewellyn.